Psalm chapter 69, verse 1. To the overseer, that is the director of music, on the lilies, on the means sung to the tune of. This is not the only song in the book that is sung to the tune of the lilies. King David must have really liked that tune, and it's interesting that he used the same tune for different songs with different lyrics. But I'm sure the arrangements were different as well. By David. Save me, O God, for come have waters unto the soul. He's talking about troubled waters. This is one of the songs where he's crying out for protection from the Lord. 2. I have sunk in deep mire, and there is no standing. I have come into the depths of the waters, and a flood hath overflown me. Deep mire can be a murky pond, or it could be quicksand, it could be mud. But it also says he's come into the depths of the waters, which means he has sunk very low. This is a song where he's lamenting his sin. I believe it's probably written after he sinned with Bathsheba and had her husband killed. He now is really sorry for sinning against the Lord. 3. I have been wearied with my calling. Burnt hath been my throat. Consumed have been mine eyes, waiting for my God. His throat is hurting, probably because of his cries out to the Lord, and his throat could also be dry because he was fasting and praying after his sin. He says his eyes are weary, probably from crying and not sleeping. For those hating me without cause have been more than the hairs of my head. Mighty have been my destroyers, my lying enemies. That which I took not away, I bring back. He says he has enemies against him. Perhaps this is when, later on, after David had repented, he was still suffering the repercussions of this sin when his son Absalom came against him, and Absalom had other men with him who betrayed David and followed Absalom. So they were telling lies about David, and they were hating him without any cause. When David had been a really good ruler to those men, they still sided with Absalom. David says, I have to repay things that I never stole. This is also a direct allusion to Jesus Christ on the cross, because Jesus had to pay for sins that he never committed. 5. O God, thou, thou hast known concerning my overturn, and my desolations from thee have not been hid. King David says, You understand exactly what's going on, Lord, and why I am suffering. 6. Let not those waiting on thee be ashamed because of me, O Lord, Jehovah of hosts. Let not those seeking thee blush because of me, O God of Israel. This is a really good part of David's prayer. He says, To those who obey you, don't let them be hurt in any way spiritually because of my sin. Don't let them lose faith in you because I have sinned. That's a great prayer coming from a leader of Israel. 7. For because of thee I have borne reproach, shame hath covered my face. King David was disciplined by the Lord, and he didn't want that to 
caused the Israelites under him to lose the faith. He's praying that the Lord preserves the faith of Israel, even as they watch their own king get punished for his sin. 8. A stranger I have been to my brother, and a foreigner to sons of my mother. He says that his own brothers are dishonoring him because of his sin. This is also a direct allusion to Jesus Christ because Jesus' own brothers, the sons of Joseph and Mary, cursed him to his face and told him that they wanted him to die. I will point that out when we get to the New Testament. 9. For zeal for thy house hath consumed me, and the reproaches of thy reproachers have fallen upon me. Even when David sinned, he still loved the Lord, and that's why he immediately repented once he was confronted with his sin. And later on, when Absalom came against him, David was the one doing the right thing. He was still honoring the Lord in the Lord's house. This is also a prophetic allusion to Jesus in the temple when he tore down the money changers' tables because he had zeal for the house of the Lord. 10. And I weep in the fasting of my soul, and it is for a reproach to me. David also fasted when he had to escape the palace when Absalom was after him, and David and his loyal followers went up to the Mount of Olives and cried and prayed, and they went up barefoot. 11. And I make my clothing sackcloth, and I am to them for a simile. When you are a simile, that means Your life is a metaphor for disaster and failure. It's when you become the butt of the joke. He's wearing sackcloth because he's in mourning over his sin. Sackcloth is very uncomfortable, and when people were mourning over their sin or over the death of a loved one, they would make themselves uncomfortable by putting ashes on their head, by fasting and praying, by not using lotion, and by wearing uncomfortable clothing, or tearing the nice clothing that they had. 12. Those sitting at the gate meditate concerning me, and those drinking strong drink play on instruments. He is the butt of the joke. People at the gate are saying bad things about King David, and the gate is like the courthouse area of a town. So in the center of the business district, People are saying bad things about him and singing mocking songs about him. 13. And I, my prayer is to thee, O Jehovah, a time of good pleasure, O God, in the abundance of thy kindness, answer me in the truth of thy salvation. David keeps worshiping the Lord, even though he's shamed, humiliated, and tormented. 14. Deliver me from the mire, and let me not sink, let me be delivered from those hating me and from the deep places of waters. He wants to be delivered from the outcome of his sin. He has already asked for forgiveness and he's already been forgiven, but now he wants to be delivered from the outcome. And this was long-term fallout that he was suffering. The immediate fallout was that his son with Bathsheba died, his first son with her. The long-term fallout was that one of his other sons came against him and tried to take the throne by force. 15. Let not a flood of waters overflow me, nor let the deep swallow me up, nor let the pit shut her mouth upon me. 
David is saying, don't let me die. He's also talking about dying spiritually because he says, don't let me go into the pit, which is hell. He doesn't want to lose his salvation. If I were to go over every single Bible verse in the New and the Old Testament that talks about people losing their salvation, it would take multiple hours to go over all of those verses. It's dozens and dozens of verses. And this verse is another indication that you can lose your salvation. 16. Answer me, O Jehovah, for good is thy kindness, according to the abundance of thy mercies. Turn thou unto me. He's asking the Lord to be his friend again, to understand that David really is seeking the Lord now. 17. And hide not thy face from thy servant, for I am in distress. Haste, answer me. He's pleading, answer me quickly, don't be silent. Because David knows that often the Lord is silent to test our faith. But David is pleading, saying, I can't wait this time. I need you to answer me now. But it is a pleading. 18. Be nearer unto my soul. Redeem it because of mine enemies. Ransom me. He says redeem it. So this means that he does want to be saved again. This is talking about spiritual salvation. 19. Thou, thou hast known my reproach, and my shame, and my blushing. Before thee are all mine adversaries. He tells the Lord, You know why I am being disciplined, and you know how many enemies I have now. 20. Reproach hath broken my heart, and I am sick, and I look for a bemoaner, and there is none, and for comforters, and I have found none. There were people who sided with David and were loyal to him, but they couldn't comfort him. His own son was trying to kill him. Nobody would be able to comfort you in a situation like that. And David was sick at heart. 21. And they give for my food gall, and for my thirst cause me to drink vinegar. This and other parts of this chapter directly allude to Jesus Christ on the cross. Jesus was given vinegar to drink on the cross. He was severely dehydrated, and to mock him and torment him, they gave him a sponge filled with vinegar to drink. And that would have caused him great pain to drink the vinegar. So they were offering him more torment. They weren't offering him any refreshment. So in David's own pain, he is seeing a vision of Christ on the cross. Christ also had no comforters on the cross. There were women watching from a distance, but they weren't standing near him and comforting him. And he was shamed because he was put up naked and everybody was making fun of him while he was naked and they were all calling him a sinner when he had never sinned. This is one of the many songs in the book of Psalm that allude to Jesus Christ. Most of the Psalms we've read so far have in one place or another alluded to Jesus Christ. 22. Their table before them is for a snare and for a recompense, for a trap. The table that Satan has set for those who oppose God will actually be a trap to them and it will keep them in sin. The religious leaders who had Jesus crucified thought they would have more power when they got rid of Jesus because he threatened the control that they had over the people. So they thought they were going to gain all of their power back, but instead they lost their own salvation. 
23. Darkened are their eyes from seeing, and their loins continually shake thou. It says that they cannot see, and this means that they are spiritually blind. The religious leaders didn't understand that they were crucifying their own creator. It's also saying, make their bodies shake, and that refers to making them shake with fear, holy fear of God. 24. Pour upon them thine indignation, and the fierceness of thine anger doth seize them. David is asking that his own enemies be disciplined. You and I can pray the same thing against demons who threaten and harass us. We can ask that the Lord punish them and drive them out of our lives. 25. Their tower is desolation. In their tents there is no dweller. David says, ultimately, in the spirit, they don't have any protection. Those who oppose the Lord. And that's very true. 26. For they have pursued him thou hast smitten, and recount of the pain of thy pierced ones. The pierced one is Jesus on the cross. After he was dead, the Roman soldiers pierced his body. So this is another allusion to Jesus. But David is also saying that anyone who is pierced emotionally has been disciplined by the Lord. The contrast is that David was punished for his sin, and Jesus was punished for everybody else's sin. Jesus never committed sin. David also asks that anyone who comes against someone who the Lord is disciplining, that they get disciplined. You don't want to be an instrument of God's wrath. It never goes well with the instruments of God's wrath. They always get punished after the attack. What I'm trying to say is in the Old Testament, whenever God allows an evil person to attack one of his children, to discipline his children, then later on, after the child repents and turns back to the Lord, then the evil person gets punished. 27. Give punishment for their iniquity, for they entered not into thy righteousness. When we deliberately punish people, that is not righteousness. God will allow you to do it to discipline the other person, but then he'll discipline you. 28. They are blotted out of the book of life, and with the righteous are not written. King David says that those who came against him will be blotted out of the book of life. Here is another reference out of all the dozens and dozens in the Bible that you can lose your salvation. To be blotted out of the book of life means that your name was in there. King David is talking about people who were in the family of the Lord, and now their name is getting erased out. That can happen to us too. If we go into willful sin and turn our backs on God, our name will be blotted out of the book of life. It can be also put back in. When we repent of our sin and go back to the Lord, then we get our salvation. Some people say, oh, that's heresy. No, it's not, because it's in the Bible. What's heresy is when people say that it's impossible for you to lose your salvation, because there are dozens and dozens of Bible verses that say the opposite. 29. And I am afflicted and pained. Thy salvation, O God, doth set me on high. David says, right now I'm afflicted, but I want you to save me, and I want you to lift my spirit up to you. 30. I praise the name of God with a song, and I magnify him with thanksgiving. 
David is praising the Lord in advance of his salvation, which we saw in the last chapter that you should praise the Lord in advance of receiving answer to your prayer. 31. And it is better to Jehovah than an ox, a bullock, horned, hoofed. 32. The humble have seen, they rejoice. Ye who seek God, and your heart liveth. David says, The Lord would prefer that we repent of our sins rather than that we bring a sacrifice. And this is always going to be true. Instead of sinning and bringing a sacrifice, what God really wants is that we repent and we stop sinning. That's why his son died on the cross, was to give us power by faith through the blood of his son to stop sinning. In the New Testament, the angel told Mary that the child born from her would save the people from their sins. Not from hell, not from death, but from their own sins. That is why Jesus died, to save us from our own sins. 33. For Jehovah hearkeneth unto the needy, and his bound ones he hath not despised. The needy are those who are poor, and those who are bound are those who are at home because they're lame and they can't go out. The Lord even watches over the poor and the lame. 34. The heavens and the earth do praise him, seas and every moving thing in them. All the creatures in the sea, the ocean itself, all of the atmosphere, the sky, all of creation praises the Lord. You and I can't hear it, but it's happening. 35. For God doth save Zion, and doth build the cities of Judah, and they have dwelt there, and possessed it. He will save Zion, which is Jerusalem. This is also talking about the new Jerusalem, and heaven itself. Heaven itself is prepared for those who are saved, and it's going to be the ultimate city of God. 36. And the seed of his servants inherit it, and those loving his name dwell in it. Those who love the name of the Lord and those who serve the Lord will inherit the gift of living in his home forever. And that concludes Psalm chapter 69.